0: It's time to get the most in-depth coverage
1: of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening. Football Futures is presented by Twin Peaks every week here on the Sports Animal as we have the early signing period to look back at on tonight's show. In the first segment, I will catch you up on what Tennessee did last week, signing 17 players, 17 that we know officially right now. And uh, I'll get to what I mean there as there are some other guys that we're still waiting to see. Have they done something? What will they do in February? There is, of course, the big question about What is the future with Tennessee football, with Jeremy Pruitt, with his coaching staff, with the program? I'll get into a little bit of that on tonight's show. You're going to hear from wide receiver Walker Merrill, who signed with Tennessee last week and will be enrolling at Tennessee in January. That's coming up on tonight's show, and you'll hear from Jeremy Pruitt talking about what else Tennessee needs to do within the class and with the roster as the transfer market is something to pay attention to. Players are leaving. Some players will be coming in. There's a lot to get sorted out. We won't be able to cover it all on tonight's show, but that's what the next few weeks will be for here on Football Futures. Every week it's presented by Twin Peaks. Big thank you to Twin Peaks for supporting the show through the football season and with a few weeks to go before the second signing day coming up on the first Wednesday in February, Twin Peaks is located on North Shore Drive. It's near Kingston Pike. It's in between Kingston Pike and Paper Mill Drive. They have TVs all over the place. They have a great menu. They have a sign right there on the wall that tells you just how cold that draft beer is at all times at Twin Peaks. And we have all kinds of sports going on, from bowl games to the college football playoff to the end of the NFL regular season, the postseason coming after that, plus college basketball, and the NBA is now starting up. You want to watch sports? You can find them on all of those TVs at Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive near Kingston Pike. And I'll begin the first segment here looking at what Tennessee did last week. As I mentioned, Tennessee signed 17 players in the early signing period that we know of right now. Nine of those players will enroll early. A bunch of those guys are on the offensive side. Starting off with quarterback Caden Salter from Texas. He's a very talented player. He is highly regarded. His profile has really grown, I think, in the last year. A lot of people expect big things from Caden Salter. Is that going to be immediate? I don't know. He will have a chance to come in and compete in the spring, but Salter has a chance to be a good player in the future, whether that's in year one or down the line. You have running backs Jalen Wright and Tyon Evans as early enrollees. Evans is a highly touted junior college prospect, Wright, I think, is a very intriguing player. He has incredible speed. He's a guy that I think fell under the radar a little bit from Durham, North Carolina, and he's a guy that he could be a playmaker for Tennessee in the offense. He's not as big as Tyon Evans or running back Cody Brown, who also signed, but getting Jalen Wright in this class, I think, gives Tennessee a nice little three-headed monster with Brown, Evans, and Jalen Wright. Elsewhere on offense, you have Walker Merrill, who you're going to hear from a little bit later at wide receiver, Miles Campbell, who will come in and compete for playing time at tight end. William Parker Griffin is an offensive lineman who will enroll early. And then on the defensive side, you have Aaron Willis, Christian Charles, who could play multiple defensive back positions, I think. And then Byron Young signed last week. He is the newest member of the class. He's a junior college signee, and he will come in and try to help Tennessee's pass rush immediately. So nine early enrollees in the class. Other guys who signed last week for Tennessee include defensive lineman Amari McNeil, defensive lineman Isaac Washington, Jamarian Gooch signed on the offensive line. Trinity Bell is a player who could play tight end. He could end up on the line with Tennessee. Julia Nixon is a player who could play wide receiver. He could be a tight end in the future. And then uh, Kamen Marley is a really interesting athlete who i think likely will end up at linebacker he could play a number of positions he could end up on either side of the ball but linebacker seems like a likely destination and katron evans is a six four, three 320 pound defensive lineman from baltimore maryland a former high school teammate in fact of aaron willis who enroll early so it's a, a good class that is not complete dylan brooks status is still unknown has he signed will he officially sign with tennessee in february that's unconfirmed at this point But he's no doubt Tennessee's highest-rated commitment right now. You have Deshaun Rucker, a defensive back, who is currently committed from Tallahassee. And uh, then Colby Smith. Does he end up in this class? He's an offensive lineman. Tennessee needs more offensive line help in this class. That's indisputable. Tennessee needs more help up front on the offensive side of the ball. You also have linebacker Terrence Lewis, who was expected to sign last Friday but wait until January to make his announcement, January 2nd. So we'll see officially what happens there with linebacker Terrence Lewis, the former Tennessee commitment who announced finalists last week of Tennessee and Maryland. The class that Tennessee has right now, including commitments and signees, ranks number 15 in the country. There's no doubt Tennessee lost some of the juice that was there in the spring and the summer. The buzz and the hype that surrounded Tennessee football well, it obviously wore off some as Tennessee's football season went the way that it did. Overall, Tennessee did a pretty good job of holding on to key commitments. All of them, no. Cornerback Demarius McGee ended up signing with LSU. Tied in Hudson-Wolf, flipped to Ole Miss. And uh, I mentioned you have the Terrence Lewis status out there. And then the Vol struggled to add other players. Now, right now, as Tennessee is hoping to finish up this class, you're battling questions about Jeremy Pruitt's status. You're dealing with coaching changes that are going to be taking place. And you have this story that came out on Saturday involving the internal investigation at Tennessee. That is going to cause some prospects to pause a little bit. It's just it's difficult right now for players to to get on board with Tennessee if they haven't already. So that's something to pay attention to. But uh, a player that I think will create excitement, maybe the most excitement in this class. Again, there are a number of really good players who signed with Tennessee last week. But we talk about the quarterback position more quickly than the others, don't we? And Caden Salter signing with Tennessee and getting ready to enroll next week is no doubt good news for Tennessee. He will add competition immediately, and he will have a chance to help Tennessee in the future, whether Salter's playing next year as a true freshman. Who knows? Maybe he's not a starter day one, but he could work his way into the competition for that position or could help if you deal with injury or lackluster play as the season goes along. No question. Getting on campus early will help with that. This is what Jeremy Pruitt said last week when he was asked about Caden Salter, what he's able to do, and then there will be a follow-up question from Mike Wilson about Salter's potential to compete for the starting job immediately.
2: Caden Salter's just a guy that, um, you know, he probably I think before we got shut down, he came on an unofficial visit. uh, So... Got a chance to spend some time with him and uh, just really liked his makeup. Uh, loved his family, uh, loved his tape, a guy that's very athletic. Uh, that we think has a lot of upside uh, and a guy we're, we're really excited about. Jeremy, with Caden being a guy that's enrolling early, is he someone that, that you expect to, to compete for playing time at quarterback kind of right away? Or, um, and, and
0: what are the physical skills he might have that could allow him to do so?
2: Yeah, I expect all these guys uh, to compete for playing time. That's why we're recruiting them here. You know, it's uh, uh, they'll all have the same opportunity as everybody else. And uh, it's a class that we're excited about and we're excited about adding to it. You know, so um, listen, the guys on our team, they want the best players to come play with them. You know, the best way to get better is to play against good players every single day. So. The better the the better the competition, the better you, or the more you're going to improve as a player. So uh, our our team believes in that. That's why they're so devoted to recruiting.
1: And Tennessee needs as much internal competition as it can get. I don't think there's any question. Despite the on-field results that Tennessee has found, that the roster itself has improved because we haven't seen. Too many talented players leave. Now watch the transfer portal right now with the news earlier today that JT Shrout's leaving that affects the quarterback room and Shrout's a talented player. I don't know how the rest of his career will go. I hope it goes well, but he, he no doubt has talent, but you lose him. You're obviously losing some of the competition at quarterback and we'll see what happens at other positions. Austin Pope leaving is a loss at tight end. I think Tennessee could really use him next season. I think Tennessee missed him this year on the offensive side. But adding more players, like Aaron Willis at linebacker, Katron Evans up front on the defensive line, Kamen Marley coming in. These are talented athletes. These are guys that should come in and push. Cody Brown will have a really good chance to play right away. Brown and Evans being in this class together will help push each other. They're both 215-plus-pound running backs. And then Jalen Wright is a guy that's going to get very little attention, but I promise he's going to come in and compete and try to help Tennessee as a running back who could be a bit of a change of pace guy. He's not as big, but he has tremendous speed and I think could maybe be a pass-catching option out of the backfield with Eric Gray expected to come back for his junior season. So again, more competition is needed. That will, of course, be at the quarterback position, as you heard Jeremy Pruitt talking about Caden Salter there a moment ago. Can he come in and push Harrison Bailey? Also, there is the transfer market. Can Tennessee find a veteran, experienced quarterback to come in to potentially Be the starter next year that will be something to pay attention to and at wide receiver you have brandon johnson who is moving on he entered the transfer portal that was announced recently and then josh palmer appears to be moving on accepting a senior bowl invitation to get ready for the nfl draft you have a number of young receivers who are really talented coming back that conversation probably begins with Jalen hyatt but the rest of that freshman class will have more of an opportunity next year let's see what the status of ramel keaton is as he did not finish the season with tennessee but a freshman class that includes julian nixon and walker merrill he's going to try to come in and play early as he will be on campus in the spring and you're going to hear from him next my conversation with wide receiver signee walker merrill one of the few in-state signees for tennessee in this 2021 class he's coming up next right here on football futures it's presented by twin peaks every week here on the sports animal my name's josh ward here from tennessee signee and jeremy pruitt again before the show ends this is football futures you're listening to 99.1 the sports Animal.
0: checking in with tennessee football commitments and prospects it's football futures with
1: josh ward Welcome back into to Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. I appreciate you being here tonight. Thanks to Twin Peaks for supporting the show each week. Football Futures is presented by Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive near Kingston Pike. And we still have a lot to get to here this segment, including Walker Merrill in just a moment and Jeremy Pruitt on what Tennessee needs to add to the roster. What they'll look to add is the answer is a number of things. So that's coming up. Before the show ends before that last week on signing day, I had a chance to talk to wide receiver Walker Merrill who signed with the balls last Wednesday and will be enrolling at Tennessee coming up in just a few weeks. He's from Brentwood. He's one of only a few in-state signees for Tennessee in this 2021 class and we talked about why he chose Tennessee, why he stuck with Tennessee, the class that Tennessee put together and his goals at Tennessee playing the wide receiver position. Here's my conversation with Walker Merrill. Walker, what did it feel like to go ahead and get the recruiting process over with and get signed with Tennessee?
0: Um, it's cool to get it over with. Um, I mean, I was blessed just to be in it. Uh, it's been a dream of mine ever since I was a little kid to just be in the process. But um, I just took it day by day. Uh, a lot of kids will go through it and be like, oh, it was annoying when coaches called me. And just get it, having to get up in the morning just to call coaches and it'd be annoying. And I I don't know I I kind of liked it, uh, but to have it over is kind of nice as well. That's probably why I committed so uh, relatively early. I mean I committed back in March, so I thought it have for it to be done uh, that quick. I thought it was nice just to know I'm been locked into Tennessee.
1: Sure. Was it pretty much done when you committed to Tennessee? Did, did you hear from schools very often after that? What what What's happened between now and then?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I would have a few schools reach out to me even though I was committed just to see, see where I was at and how I was feeling with everything, um, which I took to be, uh, I mean, I still had everything open. I was verbally committed, but I was still like seeing my options, but I was pretty locked in at that point.
1: Sure. Um, how much did you consider, at least considering other options? Did that happen at all over the last few months?
0: Um, not necessarily, no, sir. I, w- I wouldn't say I was very I – w- I mean, I would – I took uh, everything that the coaches had to say. Um, I took all of that in, but I was pretty locked into Tennessee at that point.
1: Sure. Why, um, what led you to, one, commit to Tennessee when you go back to that decision, and then what was it about Tennessee that made you want to stay committed and uh, stick with your decision even right, when you yeah. heard other options?
0: Well, like um, back in March, uh, after I committed, a few other kids committed, like big recruits, and we mm-hmm. were we were up there for the 21 class. Um, so that was a big factor of I've got people behind me that – are great that want to do that want to go to the same spot, and I was just like, why would I not want to go somewhere else? Why would I not want to go here when other top recruits in the country are going there? So that was a that was a big part of it, as long as well as um I would say the coaching, but and just the school in general because you can't really go anywhere because of the coaching. Because I mean, as you know, coaches change. So i would i probably say just falling back and liking the
2: school.
1: Sure, and I'm talking to wide receiver Walker Merrill, signed with Tennessee. Will be enrolling in January, and one of those guys that will enroll with you is one of those highly touted guys you might be talking about. That's Caden Salter, a quarterback. How much that that factor in? Have you you guys been able to build a relationship over the last few months?
0: Yeah, I mean we've talked over social media a few times. Uh, Nothing too serious, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we'll make we'll have a great relationship uh, when we can both be down in Knoxville. Um, But yeah, I mean he's I mean he's a great player. He's a great quarterback. I think he's, like, number one dual threat quarterback in the state of Texas and something like that. So,
1: Has to be pretty good.
0: Yes, sir. I mean, you yeah. can't do that for no reason, I
1: guess. Sure. What, what did you think, by the way, when that was happening? Because Tennessee was getting a lot of attention back in the spring around that right. time when you and Committed and a, a bunch of guys did right after. What did you think seeing all that happen?
0: I mean, it was great just to see that I was going to a school that was getting all that recognition. I know, why would you not want to be a part of that? It's probably the only thing i got to say on that.
1: Sure. Um, And then, Walker, I mean, it sounded like you had pretty good perspective going through the recruiting process in terms of having an appreciation for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Where where did that come from, do you think?
0: Probably from being doubted so many times. Um, People telling me, like, I couldn't do it. And then just looking at those people and being like, dang, I want that one to. And now realizing, like, I was one of those kids that has always wanted this. And now it's actually happening, so I can't take anything for granted.
1: Why do you think people doubted you?
0: That's a good question. Um, a lot of people doubted me because of the, the color of my skin, which is not, which I mean, I think is wrong. But some people, I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're you're a wide receiver, right? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. So I mean, it's... Am I right to ask if you uh if you get compared to a player, are you often compared to a wide wide receiver?
0: I am and that kind of uh it kind of turns in the wrong way because I don't think I'm like any other wide receiver. So I when someone compares me to that I always say, like, why why would you do that? Why compare me to him? Why not C D Lamb or Jerry Judy or someone like that, you know what I mean?
1: Sure. What do you think you do best uh, as a wide receiver? What do you think you fit in uh, if you want to look at Tennessee's offense specifically, but um, kind of describe yourself as a receiver?
0: Um, I think something that I thrive in is how I run my routes and just having solid hands, I guess.
1: Do Do you think you fit more on the outside?
0: Oh, um, I don't know. We haven't had much conversation about that. I know I'll definitely be inside the slot. Um but I mean, I guess they'll. I think they'll move me to the outside as well. But I'm not 100 percent on that.
1: Yeah, part of that's probably competition, right? Tennessee has several freshman right, receivers. Jalen right. Heights played a good yeah. amount, and he's he's moved around a little bit. So part of that's probably would you imagine at least competition and seeing how guys fit together um, with the players coming in in your class too.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, there's some good competition for sure. Jalen Heights, he's a freshman. He's he's solid. So um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, was staying in-state, was that a big deal to you? You're a, you're a Brentwood kid, so playing at Tennessee, is that a big deal to you?
0: Nah, um, I wasn't too. That that wasn't up on my list on why I chose a school. Being in-state, it is cool because now my family can come see me. It's only like a three-hour drive, two-and-a-half two two to a three-hour drive, so it's not bad at all. Um, but that was never really something on my mind of why I was like, oh, I should go here
1: sure I, I think you probably hit on a little bit earlier but what were some of the priorities and you mentioned coaching staff if you want to go into a little bit right. more of that of your, of your relationship with this staff
0: yeah for sure um I was mainly recruited by coach Pruitt and coach Martin T Martin um he was the one that first offered me back in sophomore year but yeah we've had we've built a pretty good relationship these last few years um and that's that is probably one of the biggest things because I didn't ever want to chase a school. Um, I wanted the school to chase me, so I could really understand and know that they want me, and I don't want like I, I'm not just chasing them.
1: Have you and you mentioned coaches do move on? I mean, is that something that you brought up? Hey, what is your status for next year? How much have you asked about that right. or wondered about that the last, especially the last couple um, months?
0: I I don't really uh, I, I don't ask those kind of questions just because. I feel like they might they might not even know. Um, so I kind of just go with the flow on that.
1: Okay. And you're enrolling early, by the way, which I think I mentioned. Yes, but, sir. Uh, why was that a priority for you? Why did you want to be able to get on campus early?
0: Like you said, with all that kind of competition and everything. Just knowing the playbook and everything, getting up there, having I mean, to be able to have a spring practice, I think is pretty big. And I think, I, yeah, I'm just ready to get out of high school and try to like be something.
1: What has 2020 been like
0: it's been crazy I mean it's a year a year of like in the unknown, which is kind of crazy. like we didn't even know if we were going to play our first football game and we made it all the way to state
1: mm-hmm.
0: fifteen games later, so that was nice, but it's been crazy.
1: Yeah, so I've wondered this talking to some of the guys that have signed. Have, do you think you learned anything through the process with everything you dealt with, with the the pandemic, the unknown, the different type of recruiting process that you went through? For what, sure. What, what do you think you learned from it?
0: I think um, learning to be patient. I think that's something that I've gotten out of it.
1: Well, hey man, I appreciate it's your uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the the thoughts yeah. and the perspective, and good luck getting the Knoxville. Well, I'll, I'll see you here sometime you. in the I future. So, congrats again.
0: Thank you. I
1: appreciate that. Tennessee wide receiver, Walker Merrill. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Enjoyed talking to him about signing with Tennessee and getting ready to enroll at UT coming up in just a few minutes with a few minutes to go here on football futures. Thanks for hanging out. My name's Josh Ward. Tonight's show is presented by twin peaks and Tennessee still has work to do in this class. And right now, the Vols are dealing with questions about what is the future of the program. There will be some coaching changes that will affect what Tennessee's doing in recruiting and some hires that will be made. This conversation, of course, is assuming that Jeremy Pruitt is Tennessee's coach moving forward. If that were to change, well, the entire conversation around this class could be affected. That doesn't mean everybody's going to jump ship. Walker Merrill was even saying there a few minutes ago that he didn't really ask Tennessee's coaches questions about their future because they may not know the answer. And uh, Miles Campbell had made comments about, you know, change can happen, but I've committed to Tennessee. Now he's signed with Tennessee. So we'll see. But right now the conversation includes Jeremy Pruitt being Tennessee's head coach, but staff changes will occur. I don't think there's any question there. And uh, that process has already started, and that will affect what Tennessee does here in the next month and a half before the next signing period takes place in February. And Tennessee needs more help, I said, on the offensive line. I think Tennessee has fallen short a little bit in what it wanted to do in the defensive backfield. Tennessee can always use as many athletes as possible, and Tennessee might look for some immediate help on the transfer market, which is being added to every day with players who have decided, I'm going to take a look elsewhere. That includes young players. That includes players who have an extra year of eligibility, like Tennessee has senior Jarrett Garantano with an extra year, Brandon Johnson, Austin Pope decide, I want to go look elsewhere. Other players are going to do that, and Tennessee could get in the mix. With J.T. Shrout deciding to transfer, I think that increases the likelihood that Tennessee could look for a quarterback on the transfer market. This is what Jeremy Pruitt said last week on signing day when he was asked, what else could Tennessee look to do? What other kind of help could Tennessee use?
2: I think every position, you know, so if you see on the list here, there's some kids that, um, you know, there's a couple of running backs there, right? You know, there's a couple of linemen there. So uh, as this whole thing goes, you got to look and and fit it together. Uh, One thing that's really changed to me, the dynamic is the fact that other guys can come back this season, not counting, Uh, you know, having guys back and just, you know, okay. So um, just for, for instance, like, uh d-line for us so there's there's four senior d linemen you know well if all four of those guys decided to come back probably changes the room a little bit you know and, and how many guys you take how many guys you sign so again it's been a very unusual year
1: to say the least one more note from jeremy pruitt before this show wraps up the last few months have not gone the way tennessee expected tennessee had a big time class that it put together in the spring and summer months and the Vols headed into the 2020 season hoping to have on-field success that would help with trying to land other talented players, like a cornerback, Nylon Green, who ended up choosing Georgia. Same with Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. He signed with Georgia. The Vols would have loved to have landed those players. And there are a number of highly talented players, and Tennessee was not going to land them all. And going head-to-head with Georgia or Alabama or LSU, really talented programs, was always going to be difficult. But the on-field results made it more difficult, I, I would say, with trying to land uncommitted players as opposed to holding on to the class. Because, again, Tennessee held on to most of the players. They did lose Demarius McGee, who went to LSU, and Hudson Wolf, But uh, for the most part, Tennessee held on to the highest-rated players, like Cody Brown and Aaron Willis, Katron Evans, Caden Salter at quarterback. What have the last few months been like, though, with what's going on on the field, the way that 2020 has been where prospects have not had face-to-face contact with coaches all the way back to March. That's something they've had to battle as well. Here's what Jeremy Pruitt said about the last few months and how they have affected recruiting.
2: The way recruiting goes, it's not over until they sign. So uh, it's kind of just the starting point, right? So recruiting's 365 days out of the year. And um, that's why you got to recruit every single day. I feel like our staff uh, really focused on it really hard um, coming out of that pandemic. And we had a really good plan. You know, uh, one thing that uh, has has been tough for everybody is the evaluation process. you got some states that are playing football, some that are not. Uh, There's no uh, summer camps. And and just focusing on uh, the guys that are going to be in your class. You know, it's very important to make sure uh, that you know exactly what you're getting.
1: And the evaluation conversation will continue. The conversation around recruiting will be interesting to follow over the next few weeks. We'll see what happens with the committed, unsigned prospects that Tennessee is pursuing. We'll see what happens with Tennessee's coaching staff and the transfer portal. All of that is worth monitoring, and we'll do that on the Sports Animal. I'll be doing that on Football Futures here each week, thanks to Twin Peaks. Remember, you can check out any Football Futures episode in the podcast section of the WNML app. Sam Foreman has been producing. Sam, thanks for your help, and he'll get the show up for you so you can go back and listen to any episode you like anytime. Thank you for being here tonight on Football Futures, presented by Twin Peaks. My name's Josh Ward. This is one The Sports